This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome in, everybody. You are listening to the Week 17 Ride-In NFL DFS podcast. I'm Pat James. We're going to talk some cash and GPP picks for the last week of the regular season. The slate is a mess. We don't know half the players' allotted workload. Um, so we're going to have to talk through some stuff and figure out who's going to be on the field and who is not uh, to guide our cash game rosters. A quick look back on week 16, one of my better weeks uh, of the season, and cash went real well on Sunday, Um, had Nick Foles, Robbie Anderson, Jamal Williams, uh, a bunch of players that really went off, um, hit about 90% of my head-to-heads and 100% of double-ups in, I played two lineups again, Uh, but it was a good week. Moves me to 11-4-1 on the season. It's really been a good, a good week uh, and a good season for, for cash games for me. Um, went over the 70% double up and 50-50 hit rate all time over the last six years uh, of playing cash games according to my CSV, CVS, whatever it's called that you download and it shows you your games. But... Um, it's just been a pretty good, pretty good year. So let's finish it strong. Oh, by the way, Saturday night binked the fair catch on the two-game slate of the Saturday games. Um, so took home four-figure payday there. I wish the tournament was a little bit bigger and I didn't chop it with a few other people. Uh, but it was uh, a nice week regardless. All right, so let's talk about This week, week 17, cash games for the most part. Let's start at quarterback, and I think Patrick Mahomes um, is going to be very high-owned. Number one, because we don't have a ton of studs to pay up for. So you have to pay up for somebody. Patrick Mahomes is that person that we are going to pay up for. The Chiefs have to win to secure their first-round bye. And did you hear that squeak? My dog just jumped on me. He's got a toy in his mouth. Bruce, get going. That's Bruce the Labradoodle interrupting the podcast. If it's not a motorist interrupting the podcast when I'm home, it's a Labradoodle. Go ahead. All right. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes going to be my cash game quarterback almost assuredly. Uh, The Chiefs need a win to lock up that first seed in home field throughout the Raiders are abysmal. I think it's a prime letdown spot after an inspired effort on Monday night, potentially the last game uh, in Oakland. So they, they had a little bit of an inspired effort there. But I think Pat Mahomes just eats them alive. If you're paying down, I guess I could see Josh Johnson being an option. The Eagles secondary has been ravaged. They've been thrown for 300 or 400 yards in each of the last three or four weeks. Um, Deshaun Watson got them pretty good. So I think Josh Johnson's ability to rack up some points 
with his legs, coupled with the fact that he's almost min-price, you can use Josh Johnson this week in cash. But I don't really see a reason to use anybody but Mahomes. At running back, all indications are that Saquon Barkley is a full go. And I think he's the only stud running back that will be uh, anywhere near his full normal weekly touches. Right? So Jerry Jones is saying Zeke is going to get his normal touches. I doubt that happens. Um, Christian McCaffrey's probably going to get shut down. Todd Gurley's already been ruled out. Good thing I'm doing this podcast on Friday. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known that. So Todd Gurley's ruled out. Melvin Gordon might be able to um, creep up towards 15 touches or so, but he's not out. It doesn't look like he's 100% healthy still. So I think Saquon Barkley is the way to go at the top. I really wanted to play Damian Williams this week, but it looks like Spencer Ware is going to um, eat into his workload as he's back at full practice. I think Brian Hill is a free square lock button if Tevin Coleman sits. Um, He was a favorite of mine at Wyoming uh, in my CFB DFS days. He played with Josh Allen, with Tanner Gentry, with Jacob Hollister at Wyoming, and he was a true workhorse. He got like 30 carries a game, so... I really like Brian Hill as well. I think he is an autoplay if Tevin Coleman sits at his price of under 4K. Um, and then it looks like James Conner's going to play. So the Jalen Samuels and Damian Williams train has kind of left the station here. Uh, they were definitely in consideration. Now they are not because Samuels, or excuse me, because James Conner and Spencer Ware look to be practicing and probably will play in split time. So I think that eliminates those guys. However, good news, we do um, have an added play in C.J. Anderson this week, 5,400 on DraftKings, because Todd Gurley is out. The Niners have been pretty bad against the run the last few weeks. I think Anderson sees 18, 20 touches with a couple of targets in there again this week. I don't know if he goes for 170 and a touch, but at 5K, all you need is, you know, 100 and a touch is fine. So I I like C.J. Anderson as well. Um, I think Jamal Williams is in play again this week. You know, I had him in both of my cash game lineups last week. And I can't stress this enough that opportunity in many spots is just so much better than talent. A lot of people don't like the back that Jamal Williams is. They think that he's just a, you know, he doesn't have a ton of, Yards after contact, he kind of just goes down easy or he's not explosive. He doesn't blow anybody away with his spark score, etc. But he was one of the only backs healthy. I mean, last week. The only other back healthy was Capri Bibbs, and he had just been signed. So the only reason I put Jamal Williams into my lineup was because I knew he was in line for 20 carries and four or five targets, and that ended up paying off in the form of almost... 30 fantasy points. So that's, I think he's in play again, as long as they don't call anybody up from the practice squad or there's no indication that they're trying to get a look at another back. And let's see. I actually have uh, a list of players to talk about in front of me here, unlike when I'm in my car and I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, I think that's pretty much it for running back. There may be some other guys that pop up. I think Elijah McGuire is an iffy play in cash. Um, Chris Carson, he doesn't really have much work in the pass game. Seattle doesn't have their seed locked up. So they can either play 
in Dallas or in Chicago. If they win, they play in Dallas most likely. So I think they might be trying to win to get that little bit of an easier matchup. You know, in a dome against a less talented team, many might argue is uh, a better matchup for Seattle. So I think they might be trying to win. Chris Carson uh, is definitely in consideration. At wide receiver, Robert Woods. Again this week, he was in one of my cash game lineups last week. And here's the issue with Robert Woods. He has a one of the highest floors in the league. He's had 12 fantasy points every week of the season except week one. So you're basically guaranteed double-digit fantasy points. However, you usually... He's under 20 as well. Um, last week he did go for 28 thanks to a rushing touchdown. So I think he is safe, but his price is creeping up to the point where he needs to go for 24, 25 fantasy points to pay off his, his salary in cash games. So um, if we can, I think we... It's, it's tough this week, and, and this is why there aren't studs to jam in, right? So Robert Woods would be an easy fade for me in cash this week if we had McCaffrey, Zeke, and Barkley to choose from and we're trying to jam in these 9K running backs. We don't have that this week, so I think Woods might be able to creep into my lineup just based on the fact that I'm going to have extra salary to spend by not rostering top-shelf running backs. If Doug Baldwin is healthy, he's been an absolute beast for the last two weeks. Russ is locked onto him. He's mossing guys in the end zone. Uh, and they, like I said, they do need to win this game to improve their seeding, which I think they, they know. They might not admit that they want the, the four seed or the five seed instead of the six seed, but they do. They want to play Dallas instead of the Bears. So I think Doug, William, uh, Doug Baldwin is in play. Uh, Robbie Anderson, again, I don't think it's chasing points. I think Sam Darnold and him and he have very good chemistry. And I think that they are going to, again this week in, in New England, um, feed Robbie Anderson the ball. I know Bill Belichick likes to take away the best player on a team. However, I just, at 5,400, even if Robbie Anderson goes 6 for 80 or 6 for 70 um, and hopefully sneaks into the end zone, that'll get you there. Uh, and then there's some guys under 5K that I think are really interesting. I, I really like Jordy Nelson. He's just been targeted like crazy this week, uh, last week, and really the few weeks leading up until week 17 here. He has somewhat of a resurgence. This could be his last game ever. Um, they should be down. The game script should work in his favor, so I like Jordy Nelson. He's creeping into the range, though, where I think it's difficult, but 49 is still okay. Um, he has a pretty high ceiling. We saw in week two or three or four of the regular season, he caught a couple of touchdowns and just blew the lid off um, the whole the whole week. So if you like your Jordy Nelsons, if you like that narrative that it might be his last game, then I think he is definitely in play as well. Uh, I have Josh Reynolds written here, but I, I think that I saw a stat somewhere that he's way down uh, he was way down and snapped last week because uh, they got Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby on the field at the same time, both tight ends. So I think maybe they might be trying to try something different, maybe the power run game with C.J. Anderson in there. A little bit less of a pass-catching back than Todd Gurley. Not 100% sure, but I think I'm going to scratch Josh Reynolds this week just based on the fact that his snaps were down last week. 
Um, Kendrick Bourne, only pass catcher alive in San Francisco. They get a pretty porous uh, Rams defense over the last few weeks. They've been giving up fantasy points to the running game and the passing game. So I don't mind Kendrick Bourne, especially if he's going to be on the field pretty much by himself. I mean, it's just also Rams in in San Francisco. Um, Trent Taylor, Richie James, yikes. So I think uh, Kendrick Bourne is definitely in play uh, in the mid-4Ks. And then there's two guys under. Uh, actually, no, Kendrick Bourne is 3,800, which makes him an even more enticing play. And then there is Trent Sherfield and Isaiah McKenzie. Those two guys are mid-3Ks. Um, I like Kendrick Bourne the most out of the three. So I don't know if we're playing more than one 3K receiver in cash. That gets a kind of a little thin. But I definitely like Isaiah McKenzie. He has 22 targets in the last three games. They're low A dot. He's going to catch some targets. Um, so I think he's in line for a 5 for 50 game. Maybe sneaks into the end zone. And if he gets you 17, 18 fantasy points at 3.5K, that's basically smashing value. And same thing for Trent. Trent Sherfield. I think the Cardinals are trying to get a look at their young guys. And for over the last few weeks, he's gotten a ton of targets, gotten to the end zone twice. He definitely uh, is worth a look as well. At tight end, I think it's Travis Kelsey week. And here's the thing. Um, I was on the podfather, Matt Kelly, Fantasy Mansions podcast this week, and we were kind of hashing out what to do in cash because it's a lot of Chiefs. If you're playing Mahomes, Damian Williams, and Travis Kelsey. So we were saying maybe pivot to Zach Ertz uh, to kind of hedge there, not have all your eggs in one basket. Well, Damian Williams, I don't know if he's going to be the playing cash this week. If Spencer Ware is active, they'll probably split some snaps. Spencer Ware might get some goal line work. Uh, so I think instead of going with Damian Williams and Patrick Mahomes, it's not a bad idea to go Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. He absolutely lit up the Raiders last time they played. Uh, went for uh, a 40 burger against them. And a lot of times then the defense will come back the second game and scheme to take Travis Kelsey away. But I don't think the Raiders were that good. I don't think they're good enough to do that. So I think Travis Kelsey just has his way with the Raiders defense. And then always Zach Ertz is in play. I love George Kittle in tournaments. I think he's a great pivot especially with the lack of pass catchers in San Francisco. And then finally, the punt for me is going to be Chris Herndon uh, or Gerald Everett. I think uh, Herndon is a little bit safer, but Everett is an athletic freak. So I think you could go either. Um, Both game scripts probably will be good enough. Uh, Herndon will probably be playing from behind. But I think Everett has more touchdown equity based on the fact that the Niners probably score, four, or the Rams probably score four or five touchdowns. So I think you go either one of those. I think Herndon's a better play in tournaments, though, because I think he has a bit more of a ceiling. But that's baked into the price, though, as he's um, 600 more than Everett at 3,400. Gerald Everett's only 2,800. He's a complete punt. The issue again this week, we don't need a complete punt because we don't have multiple 9K running backs that we're trying to slam into our lineups. And yes, I just said slam. Uh, At defense, I think the Giants playing against 
the Cowboys second string, second unit. No matter what Jerry Jones says, the second unit's going to be in there for at least part of this game. So I think the Giants playing a home game uh, against Cooper Rush and whomever else they trot out there, Rod Smith, I think that is definitely worth a look. And, and then also the Steelers. The Steelers need this game. Um, they are not mathematically eliminated. They won't know that they're mathematically eliminated uh, until after their game's over or if they're scoreboard watching. So they are going to try their hardest to win this game. They're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who are trotting out absolute third-unit scrubs. Jeff Driscoll, Alex Erickson, you, you know, their whole offense, aside from Joe Mixon, are guys that probably wouldn't start uh, anywhere else. So I think it's worth looking at the Steelers this week as well. All right, guys, quick one from the basement. Got to get upstairs. It is my daughter's third birthday today. Uh, she's napping, though. That's why I was able to escape and knock out this podcast real quick. So got to get upstairs, set up for a birthday party. I hope all your screens are green in week 17. I will be back with playoff DFS podcasts over the next two or three weeks uh, to discuss the short slates at Pat James DFS on Twitter. If you want to converse about this week's slate, good luck in week 17.